Hey, it's Daniel from FACE and you're all listening to FACE Magazine Audio Interview. Our today's guest is Henry Latam, Head of Product and Founder at Scribe, company behind a journaling app that helps you understand yourself better. I talk with him about the app, what's unique about it and the design process behind. For more details, you can always go to face.com magazine where you can find this interview in a written form. Enjoy the interview. So hey, it's Daniel from FACE. Welcome to another episode of FACE Magazine Audio Interviews. Today with me, I have Henry Latam, who is an UI UX designer in startup called Scribe that we're going to talk about today. So Henry, I'm leaving a place for you. Uh, can you introduce yourself and uh, tell us what are you doing? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm Henry Latham, UX uh, UI designer and, and head of product with Scribe. Uh, Scribe is formed of three founders and our, our vision is really to help people understand themselves better. Sorry, to help them understand themselves better through journaling. Uh, so our platform essentially allows you to to come in, build a journaling habit and start sort of working through a few things in your life, whether that's you know suffering from anxiety or depression or simply just you know working out what you want to do in, in life or in future. Um, my background's in, in design, traditionally as a UX designer. I actually started a company five years ago when I was still at university in the UK or specifically while sort of going down the Amazon by myself for a few months. Um, and yeah, started sort of developing an idea around travel as I was backpacking at the time. Um, wow. Went back to university with no idea how to build products, didn't know what UX, that it was even a word or a phrase. Um, and yeah, started d- sort of developing a product based around the concept of um, like plotting your journey as you travel and tracking other people. So let's say Facebook meets Google Maps, um, specifically for backpacking. So yeah, I ran that business for um, two years. And as I said, whilst at university, sort of developing, learning, you know, how do you build an app? Um, what people do you need? What skills do you need? Like, how does that process work? Is it that you just, you know, go off, lock yourself in a room, build a product and hope that it takes off? Or you know, is it iterative and, and learning all of these, these sort of new concepts, entirely new concepts? Um, and yeah, eventually we actually ran out of money because we, we got some seed funding, but we're so inexperienced, you know, like five young guys from straight out of university, none of whom had studied business or technology. Um, but from the learning and, and from going through an accelerator program, we sort of came out after two years with finally a good process both design, product and business, um, but had sort of lost a lot of time making making mistakes over the, the first two years due to inexperience. Um, but the value of that was for me sort of discovering design as a passion and um, yeah, self-teaching design from scratch and, and managing our product as well. Uh, the same role actually I'm doing now, which is nice to think back on sort of the, the development, let's say over four or five years. Um, yeah, as I said, sort of discovered a passion for design then and, and ever since I've, I've been sort of balancing freelancing with building my own products and, and really learning uh, a lot of the time going back to basics. Like, you know, if you didn't study graphic design, you need to learn how does typography work and how does color work and how do these things sort of blend together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the basics. Yeah, exactly. And then obviously from a UX perspective, you know, what, what is usability and like how does that differ from Android, uh, iOS and, and desktop, for example? 
Awesome. Uh, so now you're working on an app called Scribe. Yeah. And can you tell us a bit more about what's that and what's the idea be behind it? How was it born? Yeah, sure. So Jonathan and I, Jonathan's my co-founder. Mm -hmm. uh, well, there's three of us, Jonathan, Mark, and myself. I'm sort of head of products and, and UX. Um, Jonathan and I, when I moved to Berlin from, I was sort of digital nomading before in Portugal and Brazil, decided sort of, okay, I wanted to start a business again. So moved to Berlin as a, you know, it's a good place to be, right? It's either Berlin yeah, or London. Yeah, I'm from London. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> because I'm from London, I thought, hey, Berlin will be interesting. So moved here um, and joined a startup to, um, yeah, just to sort of get myself on my feet, start putting some savings away, start looking towards building building another business. And I met uh, my co-founder, Jonathan, there. And I think we very quickly realized that it was a, just a job that was a com complete waste of our time. <laughs> like very corporate, very politics-y, you know, just really, really not fun. Mm -hmm. um, and both of us, you know, we're at that stage where we're really pushing to learn and develop. And I think just both separately had started thinking about a new business. And I remember one day, and I have it in my journal, because, yeah, I mean, it's, I suppose, not to jump to the finish of the story, mm -hmm. but, yeah, I mean, both us, both of us have journaled for years, like him for 10 years, me for three years or so. And I remember on the 1st of October, writing my journal, and I've, I've read an article about this, I can link to after. Awesome, uh, the link below. Yeah, awesome. Just literally the phrase, like, I am miserable. Because I'd had this... For the you know first three months was fine with this new job. I'd moved to Berlin. I was learning German. You know, it's a new city. It's all exciting, meeting lots of people. And then I think there'd been this sort of nagging thought somewhere that something wasn't right with my life. And I think yeah, it took a few months, but but through journaling, you know, as I said, one day I had this realization. I was like, wow, I think it's you know, I think it's the job. Like I really really hate this job. And then very quickly, as I said, sort of, you know, halfway down the page, just wrote like, I'm actually, I'm fucking miserable in this job. <laughs> I really don't enjoy it. And, um, yeah, from there started then whilst, whilst staying in that job, really looking towards what to do next. Mm -hmm. And I remember hanging out with Jonathan one day on like a Sunday. We went to Burgermeister, beginning of November, I think, just no, October still, mid October, went for a walk and started chatting about, you know, I was nudging towards like, hey, have you ever thought about doing a business? Because um, I am, because I want to leave this job. And I think when we started having the conversation, we both realized we were very much like on the same same wavelength about it. Um, and then, yeah, and then actually went through sort of a process of a few months of working out what we wanted to do. And again, a lot of that was through conversations, but also through journaling, through you know, every morning, both of us independently spending 20 minutes, half an hour, just writing our thoughts out. For me, also writing a lot of articles, mm -hmm. which would sort of stem from my journal entries, journal entries I'd started in the morning. And um, yeah, four months later, we, we sort of finally sat down and said, okay, this is, this is the thing, right? Because we'd also been looking at freelancing and sort of how to extricate ourselves from, from that pre previous job. And, and yeah, we sat down one Saturday and we'd uh, got a few ideas together and the one that stood out was journaling like we want to do something in the journaling space um again because we'd sort of it, it had been that support mechanism in difficult times like for him breaking up with a girlfriend for me you know realizing i want to leave this job or, or moving you know moving on from the next stage in my life through various points in the last few years 
Um, so when we sat down, you know, saw the word journaling, both of us, yeah, it makes complete sense. Like this is something we've seen a lot of value from. Like, um, as I said, helping us work out problems and go through those difficult processes, which is so important in life. And then, um, yeah, helping you work through those and then find a solution as well, most important. So we said that's something we want to share with other people. Like we see around us a lot of people suffering, uh, particularly in the modern age, you know, anxiety, mm. depression, like people are unhappy. Um, and a lot of people don't know where to turn. So we see a lot of people, you know, either turning to like drugs, alcohol on one side or looking for therapy on the other to, um, you know, solutions like journaling, meditation, I would put in the same space as us as well. Um, yeah, so that's how, how Scribe was born really sort of six months ago now as a concept. Um, and since we've really, you know, we, we initially explored the market a lot about, you know, okay, journaling, what is that? What, what specifically are we trying to do mm -hmm. here? Is it helping, you know, authors uh, write in a nice writing environment? Or is it on the other side, this sort of mental health space? Um, and yeah, it's something we're still sort of working out, but we, we've honed really in on the core market being people um, that we call therapy seekers. So people that act, you know, have a problem such as anxiety or depression, but are actively looking for solutions mm -hmm. um, and are willing to put the work in as well, because that is a core part of journaling is we can't just give you solutions to your life problem, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not going to work. Um, you need to put the work in and, and ask yourself difficult questions as well in your writing, in that sort of that quiet time where it's just yourself and a page and, and thinking about, you know, what is troubling you and what, what you want to do with your life. Um, so yeah, our core market is really those people that are suffering from from anxiety, depression, mm -hmm. or you know just a sort of um, lack of purpose, and helping them resolve that through journaling. Yeah. Awesome! That's uh, I'm a huge fan of the project, and <laughs> I remember Jonathan introducing me to it, and yeah. I was like super excited. Um, and also, can you tell us more about the differences between the Scribe and other journaling mm -hmm. apps? Like, uh, what's your approach here? Like, you already briefly mentioned that, yeah, so, but yeah, yeah. I would like to know more. Yeah, it's funny because we... So from my first business, like the failure of that first business, it's given me a very strong, like, I'd say anxiety about making sure we are not making sure we're doing this properly like a business and specifically for me obviously product like that we're not just doing a vague non-solution right mm -hmm. just hey it's you know nice to write to create a writing app but who cares there are hundreds of good writing apps like dropbox paper word are good enough so why bother so initially we really honed in on um honed in really on on as i said this group of people that are suffering And how can how, we're asking ourselves questions around like how can we give them sort of immediate help with that? So to test um, an initial USP like the, the concept of the USP, we we actually worked with IBM Watson's textual analysis library, mm -hmm. um, one that specifically will analyze your text for emotions, will tag sentences with specific emotions and a strength, so that um, when you write your first entry, let's say. We then show you, okay, here are the, here's the different emotional makeup. Like, hey, here's a bit where you're angry. Here's a bit where you're sad. Here's a bit where, where there's joy, um, which sounds quite obvious. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're writing, you'd say like, well, I sort of know that, right? But I think with journaling, when you're writing, it's quite immersive and you sort of lose track of time, lose track of what you're writing, which is a lot of the benefit. It's really just getting 
words out on a page. So actually, when we sort of tried out this this external tool and, and showed it to people, a lot of them were like, "Wow, I didn't you know? I didn't realize there was anger there, or I didn't realize there was anger connected to that specific thing, like you know, my boss or girlfriend or whatever, or whatever was in the the sentence." Um, so that's really been the thing we've tried to go after. But actually, through a lot of user feedback, and we can sort of delve into the design process later, mm-hmm. a lot of talking to users and looking at the data has actually really shown me that it's about simplifying and pulling it back and saying, actually, the USP is just having a very simple but very good journaling app because there are note-taking apps, there are writing apps. Um, you know, you could do voice notes, for example, but there's not specifically an app for just helping you really get in the zone, really immerse yourself in the writing. And then also to sort of look back on those, on that, on that data, on your, on your writing in clever ways, whether that's through tagging uh, specific themes that you can see throughout the week or month. And also part of, part of our longer term USP again is actually going to be returning back to this like emotional analysis, personality assessments. But it, but actually at the moment, as I said, we're pulling back to just creating a really simple immersive writing app. All the data seems to be pointing that way. And, uh, yeah, and again, it's it, it, that is a USP if it's done properly. So um, things like we have specific music, specific backgrounds. We've really thought about that that writing page. That when you when you click the app icon, within two seconds you're immediately writing in this nice environment, and the music and the background sort of triggers you as you do it on a daily basis. To you know now is now is journaling time. Like now is time that I'm just spending on myself in self reflection. Um, and yeah, as I said, that that is at the moment the assumption of what a USP is going to be. We will be bringing back these stages, a sort of user journey, where you can review your past posts or um, view the emotions and, and personality that we, we get from your writing. But we're going to be sort of adding that gradually. Because for us, the first step and really going back to, to what the value is of journaling is just writing. As it is with meditation, it's just breathing. For us, it's just writing. There are cool things we can do, emotional analysis, but the core value is how can we get somebody to just write every day uh, for 10 minutes just by themselves, spending time on themselves. So yeah, it's a, an interesting stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. it's it's amazing. I, I was very impressed with the whole concept and I was also really surprised that it's like very accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you mentioned like the technical aspects. So you're mm-hmm. using IBM's Watson. Uh, how does like user, what kind of feedback does user get uh, about he, uh, his or her emotions? How yeah, does it look? Sure, yeah. Yeah, so as I said, we're, we're currently testing external libraries because mm-hmm. first of all, if we, we, like we're a bootstrap company. We, we don't want investment. Like I've gone down that path before. I don't want to do it again um, just because it takes you away from your core vision. And at this stage, we don't need money. We need focus. Um, so we've deliberately, you know, sorry, and, and the relevance is that, is that we can't hire a 10-person data <laughs> science team, right? It should be half over half a million a year. So um, for us, we're sort of testing concept with these external libraries. Um, part of that, though, is obviously there's a question of data and privacy, which is really, really important for our users. But also we as journalists or three co-founders journal, like we know that. And, you know, we said from day one, like we never want somebody to be able to read our journal entries. Um, 
So essentially what we do now in terms of technical aspects is you, the user will write on the app, that data will be stored locally, and then we then encrypt it before sending it to our cloud-based service. Um, so the reason we have cloud, if it's stored locally, obviously it's more secure as a big user request is obviously having mobile or even across devices. Like mm -hmm. one of our users, Mike, who's a guy from Boston, he, um, yeah, we use it right in the morning at home to sort of start his day, bring some calm to his day. But also at work, if he's pissed off with his boss, <laughs> you know, he'll spend five minutes on Scribe. Um, in terms of the emotional assessment, this is really something that's being experimented with a lot because it's very hard to get someone to write their first post. <laughs> really, really hard because uh, particularly if you're new to journaling, it's quite intimidating. Uh, and it's a minimalist app, so it's this very sort of blank page. And it's like, oh my God, there's so much white space. Like, where do I start with it? Um, so what we're experimenting with now is like, when is the right point to show that emotional analysis? So an ideal user path is that you open the app. You've probably opened it because you're in a state of frustration or anxiety. So we want you to immediately start writing. And that, that process itself will sort of calm you down. And then we reward you, though, with this uh, emotional analysis after. So again, say so you write 500 words, we'll show you that text, but with tagged with um, emotional scores for, for each element. But it's really, I mean, really something we're experimenting with because mm -hmm. it hasn't been done in a, in a journaling context, textual analysis. So it's something that, you know, I, I, every week I'll be speaking to users about and, and running A-B tests and seeing sort of what is the best way to provide value here. Is it showing all six emotions that we offer? Is it just allowing you to focus on one, like, you know, Say you're suffering from, you're angry a lot, and that's something you want to resolve. Like, hey, maybe we make that your your key metric. So each day you try and you know, reduce anger, increase joy, for example. Yeah, I can imagine we'll have more feedback on that since it's uh, it will be available for more people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, more people. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I'm really interested. Like, uh, since I was also talking a lot about Scrapper with Jonathan. Yeah. And uh, from what I've learned from him, I also uh, find out, kind of, yeah. that's a lot of people in our industry, like working mm -hmm. daily, uh, very passionate about the work, they kind of lose tr uh, track of their own emotions. Yeah. And this is the kind of people are you uh, uh, targeting the app for or who is uh, Scribe for? Yeah, it's a, it's a big question. Um, so initially... And this is something you won't see on the website or anywhere else. Initially, we're just going after existing journalists because... People who already do it. Who are, yeah, and usually have done it for years. Mm -hmm. One Joel, one of the guys, has done it for since 1990. He's a guy I speak to quite regularly. Um, because it's, it's very hard to create a new habit in people. I mean, people listening, as you said yourself, you know, you've tried journaling. And, and stopped so it's really hard it's really hard um so yeah initially we're going after these guys to sort of form our, our early adopter market and we've been speaking to them since day one really from concept of, of you know having conversations with them as much as possible you know what are you looking for from a journaling app sort of exploring what we could do there um but the yeah the target market the big impact we want to have uh, next year particularly is really going after people that are suffering right because people that currently journal a lot of them do it for maintenance so similar to um, similar field where you know so you go to therapy for a while 
you then come out of that and you, you journal or maybe you have a monthly check-in with your therapist. Those are the guys we're currently, we have in the, in the beta testing. Um, but they sort of have the shit together for want of a better word. Um, you know, they, as I said, they've been journaling for years. They, they know what they want out of it, out of the journaling experience. But the big, I mean, the, the mass market and the one we really want to go after, again, really going back to why we started this is, yeah, exactly. Those people that are currently, you know, stressed, um, feeling like they're lacking purpose. Like, how can we take them, sell them on the concept of journaling and, and get them to go through a journey where they can actually build the habit? And that's the big, big, big challenge for us as a company. And that's two-pronged. We have Jonathan, um, who's our CEO and sort of face of the company, will be developing a course or steps whereby we can help you, you know, day one, I'm somebody suffering from anxiety. Come and help me. Jonathan's there to sort of walk them through certain steps mm -hmm. to discover, you know, how to find calm or how to work out what they want to do in the future. Um, and then from my perspective, from a product perspective, is really the big challenge is how do you get this person that has a strong motivation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if you have anxiety, it's not fun. You, you really want to solve that. Um, but it's also very hard to build a habit. So... So my, my, my role really, as I see it, is always how can I sort of get this person, maybe not writing every day, but four times a week. That's, that's really my aim, four sessions a week. I think you really see the value. And also you don't beat yourself up about not, um, you know, not doing it every day. Because right? as you said yourself, yeah. you feel guilty about you know, not, not writing on a Sunday. And it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> you should, it's fine. <laughs> it's hard to write when you're going back from club at 8 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Living in Berlin, recommended to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I mean, also, it's a, really, it's a really important point, that, because we set such unrealistic expectations mm -hmm. for ourselves. If I, like, I've done it. I've done it. I wrote an article last week about my, my experience doing mm -hmm. it. So, you know, you start, go, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to go five times a week. And when you go four times a week, you start getting annoyed with yourself, and then you demotivate yourself, and you just stop going altogether. So what, another thing I'm trying to work in um, with a, the product we're sort of I'm testing privately at the moment is is that how do you sort of motivate someone with streaks and, and goals, but also say like, hey, it's fine. Like, you know, four out of seven is, is really good. Um, that's another challenge going on. Yeah, I believe that's a huge problem to solve. And mm. like I myself tried journaling at least three times. Yeah. Uh, like my longest streak was six months, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was like daily. Um, so yeah. I believe it's like a huge thing to solve. Like even how did you? How come you stopped? Uh, th that's exactly the way. So I was just having a weekend off because yeah. I went to a, uh, some trip or I, I had some mm -hmm. party and I just forgot to write anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. And routine is incredibly powerful. And again, you know, there's a big conversation around social media and how, how people, you know, how designers are using that in a negative mm -hmm. way. I mean, those same techniques, like we, we attempt to use But the difference is we're coming from a perspective where there's no evidence that I know of where that, you know, journaling is bad for you, that too much journaling is bad for you. Same thing with meditation, you know, with headspace. It's, it's, a, it's a positive thing if they're reminding you to meditate when you're feeling anxious or around the same time every day. Um, but yeah, it's still, I mean, even with all of those techniques, it's still, it's still a challenge, mm -hmm. particularly with a small team. 
And also, you uh, you are building a huge community, very engaged community around Scribe. Uh, mm-hmm. Does like uh, the role of the community is also to help people be more um, uh, like be more uh, restrictive in terms of like writing, so they keep engaging into the community and they also keep using the app and keep yeah. Jour- journaling. Yeah, the community is an interesting one. So, I mean, as I said, from my sort of anxiety from backtracking my first business, like being very user centric. Um, was always a priority and, and for Jonathan as well like we both were very clear on that so we started the community by you know that was our exploration phase of reaching out to people that currently journal and just you know asking to have a conversation with them then we would add them to a, a custom built like community uh, web app essentially mm-hmm. and on there we we started you know mixing both self-interest with with generosity i suppose self-interest in that i would post user testing and and questions about you know why do you journal how do you journal just to get a lot of uh, data on uh, insights on on journaling practice so that we can then sort of form a conclusion about what we should build but we quickly realized actually that a lot of people are looking for conversation i mean people that journal they don't journal for the sake of journaling they do it because of a core underlying motivation of anxiety depression or uh i'd say those two other sort of big groups right and um i mean it's sort of one thing as well i suppose but so when when we you know saw people having conversations and when you ask you know what do you journal about and there'd be questions about like depression or alcoholism or positive things as well um then it quickly we quickly realized that all these people were inviting to the community were having conversations with each other about specific topics um and yeah it's something we have put on the back burner in terms of being very active with that because it's a lot of work to maintain a community and develop an app mm-hmm. so we sort of opened so sort of open closed decision making opened at the beginning in terms of let's get a lot of people in here and really see what's up and see what we can do here since then though we've as i said really focused in on specifically people who who uh, have a journaling habit um because there were some like writers in there some people that are interested in journaling and um, because of that we still are still very much in contact with the existing journalists in the community like have user interviews every week but the broader community itself is something we we put on ice until we have a clear idea of what we're doing with with the app particularly with this mass market so i think to early 2019 we'll see some really interesting developments there where i imagine it's going to be a situation where um, we post a video or a writing exercise and then link that to a community forum on that question so you can have people sharing ideas um so that's not only good to inspire people obviously to write mm-hmm. more but it's also good i think for them to realize they're not alone in a lot of situations that these like anxieties and just realities of of modern life right are things that everyone else is going through um so it's yeah double edged there where it's keeps them writing more but also i think just by reading other people will sort of help them find some calm in life and that would be really interesting to see how it's going to affect people's life in long term mm. uh, uh, like that's actually my uh, other question so do you believe that uh, scribe is actually going to change someone's life because of getting all of the information about emotions that are sitting inside that person that uh, he or she may not be aware of Yeah, I, I think I think so. I mean, it's it's part of the um, 
mindfulness trend right we're seeing so i feel like we've become very disconnected from ourselves uh it's very easy to you know call this stuff a cliche and it's now gone from like sort of you know, meditation journaling just for hippies to very mainstream thing and i think people are realizing again that you know that it's not okay to be anxious to be unhappy all the time or to you know slave away for 16 hours a day in a company you you don't give a shit about um and yeah i mean we see escapism with our generation of like partying taking drugs um going on holiday as well these types of things and i think now with mindfulness people are starting to realize actually you know there is some value in these like eastern philosophies like meditation yoga uh journaling as well which is actually a very sort of global habit that's been around for thousands of years like anyone from marcus aurelius Roman Empire in the third third century, um, yeah, to writers in in China, for example. Um, so, in terms of like, do I say helping people? Yes, I think that I think we're on the right wave. I think these things only take off if they come at the right time. And I see journaling as where meditation was like two three years ago, maybe a little bit more. We'll see. Um, and I say that because, you know, obviously we need a good product, but it needs to be the right time as well. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a normal thing to be journaling every day, to have conversations about like, oh, you know what, like this morning, I was just super like down about something I was writing about it. And then you talk about that with your friend. You know, as we do as, as founders, some, you know, someone will say, you know, this happened this morning, wrote about it, and we'll just talk about it in a very normal way that I don't think you would have done. I wouldn't have done five years ago. I would have been more closed and like emotionally closed off about things. Um, and in terms of impacting people, I think, yeah, if, if people buy into the concept and see the value and we can get them to write um, four or five days a week, then, yeah, I mean, we've seen the value ourselves. There is um, a lot of evidence to suggest, particularly coming from like Jordan Peterson, a Canadian academic. He's done a lot of research into the benefits of writing. Um so from our experience and the academia, mm-hmm. it suggests that if people can journal regularly, then they will find greater calm um, and hopefully happiness in life. Awesome. Uh, I believe there is, like you mentioned before, there's a lot of problems here that you can solve with design mm-hmm. and that's particularly your job. So can you uh, describe us how the design process, the process looks with, uh, regarding Scribe? Yeah, yeah, sure. It's funny. So I laugh because I think with, with a small startup, it's mm-hmm. always messy, right? So there's yeah. no one way of doing stuff. Particularly three, because I'm like the one man design and product. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously the others, others help out, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's messy, but there is a process, mm-hmm. which is rather than talking about it in terms of strictly like exploration, right? So I will look at data, both, uh, uh, quantitative, so looking on mix panel, hey, what are people doing? Like how many people are, what percentage of people are getting to, their first post, for example, if, you know, if not, why are they not there? Mm-hmm. Equally, a lot of conversations with users, um, both existing users in terms of user testing, like testing the product usability and seeing what problems arise there, but also very open user testing. So not having a script and just seeing, you know, what do they think about a certain phrase here? Like uh, we have the call to action of right entry or right thought or right post understanding how people interpret these things you have through these sort of open discussions 
Um, so it's very much like exploration, user-centric exploration of, as I said, data and uh, conversations. And then um, when it comes to the design process itself of, okay, what solution are we going after here mm -hmm. now that we've identified a problem? Like, for example, not many people write their first post. That's the problem. What solution then can we do? That will come from either some testing in the, sorry, what trying to say Generally speaking, it will be that we sit down as a three, present the ideas, like, okay, here's what's going on. Then um, very quickly, usually in that meeting, I'll come with a prototype so that rather than aligning on ideas, we as a team can align on visuals, which is really powerful because it saves a lot of discussion. Everyone's crystal clear on what, what we're going after, what we're testing. After a prototype, I will then test that on ideally our users, right? If not, again, messy startup, few resources. Ideally, I get five five users a week that I can test a new prototype on and try and keep that cycle up mm -hmm. to really you know stay stay close to the users. Uh, if not, try and get new people, people new to journaling, really just get eyes on that product, sorry, that idea, and see if they understand it or not. Then I will generally iterate that prototype. Again, as a designer and head of product, it means I can actually move very quickly because I do both things. Mm -hmm. So I can, every week I can sort of develop a new prototype, test that out, keep it messy. Don't worry too much about a strict script, obviously touch upon key topics. Um, we're essentially will then iterate that until we feel like we've come across a good solution. But there's this balance always that I've, which is why I sort of struggle to explain the process where sometimes it's very clear what the problem is, both within the app and a, and a prototype. You can clearly identify, okay, you know, uh, people don't understand how to write their first prose. Maybe we add placeholder text if it's a clear one. Or maybe a user suggests that. That's the easy option. But a lot of the times that you're actually having to make these leaps of faith where, for example, at the moment, nobody's told me that they want a timer mm -hmm. during their first experience. But I know from having a lot of conversations with existing journalists that setting a simple daily goal, something that's easy to understand and quantifiable, like five minutes, that's a powerful motivation for them. And I've sort of gone after that train of thought through questioning. But um, again, sometimes users, you know, 80% of users will say this is not clear or they want this feature. A lot of the time, they're the big, the good ideas I feel are these, these things that you extract from a lot of user conversations. Um, so yeah, when we, feel like we're confident with the prototype we'll then develop that um, as lean as possible yeah i, I think on the very early stage you are right now it's mm -hmm. like very easy to test different ideas yeah. and to see what's yeah. going to start i also think at any stage of a company i think it's a real excuse that people because i mean at the end of the day it's, it's it's a lot of effort mentally to go and track down people and try and pin them down for a meeting and mm -hmm. you know hey i'm just this random guy that wants half an hour of your time um I think a lot of companies, like, unless you have that motivation when it's your company, yeah. and again, for me, that anxiety of like, always trying to validate, then it's easy to just not bother, right? No one's going to tell you off for not doing user testing. Yeah, because you are the one who can decide. Yeah, and also I, I will be the, di me and the guys will directly consequence, sorry, will have negative consequences of not validating. Wasted time, energy, money. Mm-hmm. 
Awesome. Uh, also, uh, one more question regarding the, uh, actually two more questions regarding mm -hmm. the design process. Uh, what do you have to have in mind when you are designing such an intimate product as a journaling yeah. app? You mentioned already uh, your, that you have to care about the privacy mm -hmm. a lot, but, but are there more stuff that you have to take care of? Yeah, I mean, something we're doing at the moment, um, we've been working on the last month is like a sort of code refactor. So we're like really rebuilding the app from scratch. Mm -hmm. Um, cause there's two things there. One is clearly security is a big thing. So like, as I said, we encrypt everything. It's password protected. Um, people should, will never be able to, nor should they read your, uh, your entries. And as I said, we said that from day one. It's a big thing. And we did that early even in the first two months when it would have been very easy to put that off uh, down the line because we're at such early stage. Second thing though is actually tech storage. So the reason we're refactoring is like this, it needs, if you write a post now, it needs to be there in 10 years mm -hmm. and it needs to be discoverable in 10 years. So we've been rebuilding the text editor and like the way text storage works to make sure that that is the case. Um, because, as, you know, first of all, journaling is something that if we get people writing, they're going to be using the app for 10, 20 years. Guys that use day one, they hate it, but they've been using it for so long, they're going to stick with it. Um, and yeah, because of that, we have to really carefully think about like how we structure. So I've been doing a lot of testing and prototyping and getting input from various people on what is the best way to do that at the moment. Um, yeah, and it's very interesting. It's, it's a very interesting use case because, for example, as with Evernote, they, they see retention increase over time, mm -hmm. which is like unheard of. So you have a big drop off initially, but as people start putting more and more of themselves into that, particularly with us, where it's really your, you know, yourself, it's, it's an honest version of yourself in writing. Um, I think we'll see a very interesting like curve over time. And we in product need to um, respect that and really take it seriously that you know if someone takes the time to put um, a lot of work in on themselves like that that should be there in 10 20 years so that's something we've been working on recently so it's my dog in the background <laughs> if anyone wonders <laughs> uh, so yeah i believe like uh, the uh, all of the entries should be also like very easy to export mm -hmm. just to be able for those people like in case something goes wrong yeah export those things somewhere else uh, awesome. So, um, one more question regarding, uh, I have another question regarding the design process. So mm -hmm. what other challenges ha had you had to overcome? Um, challenges had to overcome. I think the biggest challenge actually is, is taking a risk on who you're targeting because part of, you know, part of our design process is as I said, a lot of testing, but but it's easy to listen to the wrong things. So, for example, you may get 10 users uh, requesting a new feature. But if I say yes to 10 features, then suddenly we have this messy app that doesn't serve its purpose anymore. Equally, maybe those are the wrong users that are giving you those ideas. So again, something we've we've done the last few months is really sort of doubled down again on, at the moment, what do existing journalists want? They don't want anything really complex. They just want a really good writing experience and a secure way to access that in future or a malleable way to access those posts in future, like with tags, for example. Um, 
So yeah, we get a lot of people saying like the emotions, you know, it's really cool, it's really interesting, and they want more help um, helping them, you know, start that habit with writing prompts, this type of thing. But at the moment, a lot of I think a lot of what we've done well is say no to that, and and again, same with the community. It's like we would love to preserve what we build up, you know, a few hundred people that are quite active with each mm. other, but we have to say no to that role at the moment um, to, yeah, hopefully build a world-class journaling product. Then from there, we can try and sort of serve these these different uh, audiences. Another one actually to tie in with with uh, what FaZe does as well is it is, it's been a frustration of mine for like a year, <laughs> design tools. I get super yeah. annoyed. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to hopefully, yeah, help you guys out here. I, I, going from from sketch is great for me because it's component based it, mm-hmm. it helps me and this is something i do some consultancy with on this side helps me stay very um not rigid constrained in the right way with using following certain design principles that i've set in in the sketch file um, and actually think those constraints give you some more freedom to sort of you know work on illustrations and, and these types of things rather than your 20th button class um, but yeah, prototyping at the moment, I can use InVision, like I have done before, and I've used Framer to maybe program stuff. But when we're trying to move quickly, really, I want screens that are a little bit interactive. Mm-hmm. Because again, for us, it's we need a world-class experience on two or three screens, really is the writing page, the dashboard, and the onboarding page. Um, so I would like to be able to sort of prototype that a little bit more dynamically. And at the moment, it's just not worth the time. Uh, I didn't even bother doing it with in Sketch. I just do it as images because mm-hmm. it gets the same results, really. Uh, so, yeah, that is a frustration of mine. <laughs> and, so I'm hoping yeah. Phase comes out soon and solves this. <laughs> That's exactly the kind of problems we, are, we want to solve. So yeah. I, I believe Phase will be your answer yeah, here. I'm, hope, I'm praying, yeah. <laughs> and I also believe, like, um, like, not applying all of the features that users are requesting yeah. is also part of uh, staying with the minimalistic UI, yeah? Y- yeah, I mean, it's... It's more... F- yeah, it, it is. So, I mean, obviously, it's... Well, maybe not obviously, actually. The, the, the key thing for us, as I said, is that people write um, and ideally write a lot and because it tends to take a few hundred words to really get in the zone, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so part of that is that that writing page is really clean. Everything is hidden away. Everything is there for a reason to really enhance your experience. Um, and yeah, it, it, obviously adding features will start taking away from that minimalism, but it's not so much that because as long as that, that writing page is really clean um, and that you open the app immediately start writing in there, we can add lots of features. But as I said, I think a lot of the time it's maybe an excuse for people. You know, if they're able to explore everything and delve into the settings and profile and first use, they're not writing and we need them to write or they need to write if they want to solve their problem, anxiety, whatever. Um, So, yeah, what I'm trying to do is actually bring features in as they, on a user journey, so you unlock at different stages in a way that makes sense, not just to, you know, we want to obviously eventually charge for the app. It's really that you need to just write for a few days so that you then write an app to have a, um, a really strong texture analysis, right? 
text analysis in 100 words is a waste of time. Text analysis in 2000 or more is pretty valuable. So those features um, we're trying to, yeah, sort of unlock at different stages mm -hmm. where it makes sense. Cool. Uh, I think like a lot of features will just work in the background too. Yeah, exactly. And some people also not not interested in them. Um, again, existing journalists like they they are, it's intriguing for them the emotional analysis, personality assessment. But really, they just want a good writer, mm -hmm. good place to store those those posts. Um, but yeah, I, th I suspect our our sort of um, bigger audience next year, the the therapy seekers mm -hmm. uh, without experience in journaling, will want you know these these different courses each day, uh, text analysis, emotional analysis. Awesome. So uh, I believe the most important question is actually regarding uh, the release of the app. So yeah. when Scrap is going to be available and where, how can people get their hands on it right now? Yeah, sure. So we, you can go to scribeapp.co. I'll leave a link in the, the notes maybe. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, will be uh, left in the article. Awesome. Uh, we're currently in beta testing. So it's been in, not in stealth mode, just, just really helping us focus by keeping a limited number of users. Uh, we'll be releasing publicly in the next month awesome. um, with a nice new version that I've been doing a lot of work on. I've been doing the new onboarding screens today, actually. So really excited for that. And I think it's also the first step to really creating a habit-forming product. Mm -hmm. I think our first version was this, um, you know, t test of concept, essentially. Proof of concept, let's say. And I feel like by the end of um, November, December, we're going to have a, an app that I think anyone can pick up and really get a lot of value from. So yeah, excited. And I think it's going to be Mac only uh, at the beginning. Yeah, sorry, it will be Mac Mac OS, a so desktop only. A Windows version will be coming out early next year. But again, just for focus at this mm -hmm. stage, uh, one product uh, keeps us nice and focused. Cool. I'm personally really looking forward to that, <laughs> and I, I would enjoy to uh, yeah. journal more. Uh, maybe scrape with my solution. Yeah, let's do that. a user test next month. Let's see yeah. how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I'm already a better tester, to be honest. But like I mentioned, I tried, and after a week, uh, I just forget. Yeah, yeah. yeah do it. It's part of part of the process for us yeah. of, of how how do we solve that, uh, which is an interesting challenge. I hope you will be the one who will solve the problem, yeah. not only for me, but for many other people yeah. too. Yeah, it's the thing. A lot of people around the world that need help with it at the moment. Awesome, Henry. Uh, so that's all questions I got for you. Uh, one more thing. Uh, if uh, you, people have any question to you, where they can find you, where they can reach you? Yeah, sure. Uh, best thing actually is to reach me on Medium. I, mm -hmm. I publish a lot around Scribe product. So uh, medium.com at Latham Henry, so L A T H A M H E N R Y. <laughs> it will be linked in the uh, article itself, so you don't have to uh, look, uh, you don't have to type it in. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Uh, so, so yeah, awesome. Uh, Henry, thanks a lot for, uh, for meeting with me and to having the, this interview. Uh, I hope everyone will get as excited about, uh, about Scribe as I did, uh, since I was the one to invite you for the interview. I really wanted to uh, get to know more uh, yeah. about the app and the same process behind it. So thank you so much for doing that. And to all of, all of our listeners and readers, thank you for uh, spending time with us. And also be sure to check out face.com slash magazine when you can find all of the links uh, to Scribe and to uh, Medium of Henry. So that's awesome. it. Thanks so much, Daniel. Thanks for listening as well. Yeah, thanks, Henry. Bye. Bye. 
So yeah, that's about it for this interview. Feel free to subscribe to Face Magazine Podcast on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. For more, you can always check out our website, face.com slash magazine. Also, welcome to join Face community on Slack. Until the next one, bye!